Hi, it's Jonathan Mosen. Welcome to Mosen at Large, the show that's got the blind community talking. On this episode, learning maths or a language can be a bit of a chore, but what was once a chore can be a game thanks to the skills from Thinking Cap Innovations. We talk about the company and give you a demo. Mosen at Large Podcast. Most devices compatible with Amazon's voice assistant, I'm going to avoid trying to say the name, are audio only, so they're ideal tools for blind people to access information, control their environment, and even learn things. Now, Thinking Cap Innovations is helping with that latter objective, to learn things with skills that seek to educate. Misha Faginson is one of the co-founders of Thinking Cap Innovations, and he joins me now. Hi, Misha. Good to have you here. How did Thinking Cap Innovations get started? Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. I'm very excited to be on this show. But about two, eight years ago, my oldest son, our oldest son was born, and he was a terrible sleeper. And uh, I decided just to, I, around the same time, I learned about the power of white noise, how it helps a little baby sleep better. So I built this white noise app for the mobile phone uh, just for our own use, and I put it in the App Store. And uh, within a very short time, it became one of the most popular baby sleep apps in the App Store. So I never went back to physics, and I started this app development company that uh, uh, this goal was to help uh, young parents like ours using technology. And about three years ago, the same son who inspired our first company, he started first grade, and uh, he was struggling with math. And around the same time, we bought Alexa. And uh, I was looking at my kids, uh, how they interact with this device. And it was fascinating for them because I saw that for them, talking to machine feels like talking to a real person. They can laugh with it and get they get upset with it. And I realized that if I build something educational to help my kids to, to learn math, it will feel to them that they're talking to a real teacher. So... There's a potential here to create a very powerful educational experience. And another very interesting thing I observed as I was watching my kids interacting with this device, that they can talk to us while doing other things. So it was uh, amazing to see my kids, uh, like it was just enough to see them, to put them on the carpet, to spread some set of Legos in front of them and start this first original version of thinking cap math. And they were doing math while building some Lego custom. And that's something very interesting because usually our learning time, our homework time is in competition with the play time. And it doesn't have to be this way. So this device allows us multitasking that allows us learning while we do our other things. And uh, third, most powerful advantage of this uh, device in my eyes was that there is no screen. So we, we don't have screens at home. Uh, like we don't have TV and we have very, like our oldest kids now use tablets only to read books. So we're really strict about screens. For a long time, I was intrigued, with it, in, intrigued by this field edu- called educational games. And I always wanted to build something in this field. But I said to myself, I will never build something that I won't let my kids to play with. So computer games were out of the question. So, but once I, when I saw how this device work and how kids interact with this device, so I said, that's something I can work and I will be happy if my kids use it. So, so that's how it started. And we, and 
around the same time, uh, we lived in Boston. So cur- currently, I'm talking to you from Jerusalem, Israel. But then, uh, three years ago, we lived in Boston. My kids went to school, and uh, I partnered with a good friend of mine who also happened to be a math teacher in the school and instructional coach. His name is Fred Park. Uh, fascinating person. And we started, great teacher, and we started this pro- pro- uh, project together. So Fred is in charge of our educational content, everything. That's his ideas, his jokes, and uh, he's behind the educational material. And I was doing everything else. <laughs> so that's how this project started. And were you conscious of the blind market when you created Thinking Cap Math? In other words, did you think, oh, well, this thing doesn't have a screen, therefore blind kids could really benefit from learning this way? Or was it a bit of an accident that you discovered the blindness market? Right. It's actually happened by chance. So we have this first version of the program, and I was showing to everybody, trying to get feedback from teachers, from friends, from uh, neighbors, from everybody. And one person just said, wait a minute, did you try it with blind kids? Because that's maybe what they need. And I said, wait a minute, <laughs> you must be right. So same day I went um opened the internet and Googled all schools for the blind in the United States and just wrote all of them. There's around 40 and maybe 20 wrote me back. (laughs) So that's like unbelievable number. You will never get this kind of response uh, when you just send cold email. And we started uh, working with many schools and um, very successful partnership. So today our program is used in, in many schools for the blind across the United States. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yes, and it is hard, isn't it, when people in your position are trying to make a genuine pitch because you think you have a product that can help people. But these days, there's so much spam out there. Uh, You know, in my day job, I get a lot of people pitching to me and you kind of have to sift through and think, is this one genuine or is it spam? And that's a shame for people who genuinely have something they're trying to offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Absolutely right, absolutely right. Yeah. Now, I've had a play with uh, the, two, the two skills that I've seen from Thinking Cap Innovations. Can we talk specifically about Thinking Cap Math first? What's its objective? What are you achieving with the skill? Yeah, that's very, something very interesting. So my first, um, when I started working, as I started working with this uh, on this idea, so I learned about the power of mental math. Uh, mental math, as um, your listeners might know, is our ability to do math in our head without paper, without calculator. And it turns out, I wasn't aware of this, but it turned out there's a big research, actually a few researchers that showed that our ability to do math in our head uh, defines our ability to acquire high-level math later. Because we build, when we as we advance and we learn more advanced math, we build on our ability to do this very basic calculations in our head. So if we master this ability in early age, then when we get to high school, it makes everything easier. And uh, there's like there's direct correlation of uh, our ability to do math in a young age and like our chances of completing high school. So pretty much we can say what we are doing, we are making sure your child gets to co- into college, like, you know, like in a very rough sense, like we are helping them uh, to learn how, how to think. Because what happens very often, there's so much in the, in the educational, in this educational realm of educational software, there's so much destruction. 
especially with the programs that work with the screen, there's always something flying, something making noise, something distract you from making you think, make you re-reason. And what this device allows you to do, first of all, it's very, it's fun because it makes you use your imagination. Once you get rid of the screen, once you get in all in um, all the distractions, you suddenly can think, you can reason, you can express yourself yourself verbally, and that's um, that's become very powerful educational tool. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick fire kind of thing too, which is what I enjoy about it. The idea is that you respond as quickly as you can, and that's kind of fun and challenging. And I wondered whether you thought there might be a good adult market for this as well, because there are people who now look back and they say, you know, I had a really poor maths teacher, or I think particularly for blind kids, maybe I just didn't have the tools I needed to make the most of maths, and now I'm an adult and I wish I could do something remedial to help with maths that I need in my daily life. So it it occurs to me that some people who perhaps regret how they approached maths as a child might be interested in this skill as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Jonathan, so the way we build it, it's first of all, it's a game. It's an educational game. So the well we, so it can be good for anybody who enjoys games <laughs> because we structure it in the form of math competition. And as you come uh, use this device, all the students who use this particular electric device, they're part of the math team and they compete with other math teams somewhere, in, somewhere around the world. So this uh, math competition goes on, and you c- you gain points for every correct answer for a series of answers. And also, we made it really fun. Maybe I will tell a bit more about structure of the program. So what it can do, what it can do, it works on uh, uh, addition, subtraction, skip counting, and multiplication division. And once you chose what material you want to work on, every module is built around some wacky story, a very funny story. For It can be about fairy tales. Um, so it's so the questions, it's not only how, how much is 2 plus 3 or how much is like 5 times 7. The questions, like very fascinating, very funny stories. Like we take fairy tales and make them really crazy and uh, funny and... And we also have stories about Mozart, about Van Gogh, about Terry Carl. Like, so, um, so it's really, really, first of all, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you enjoy a um, great game, which is fun, so you will enjoy it and you will learn. You will learn on the way. Yeah, it's very fun. And we will demonstrate that shortly after the interview. There's also Thinking Cap Spanish. That's I would imagine a much more challenging one to have written. Yeah, thinking of Spanish was also inspired by my by my kids <laughs> when we lived in uh, Boston. So my kids had Spanish in the school, and when they came back to Israel, uh, there's no Spanish in they don't teach Spanish in schools here where they go to school. So they were wait a minute, we took all the Spanish classes. What <laughs> and I was thinking, wait a minute, maybe I can help. Because there's something fascinating about the way we learn English, uh, the, the way we learn languages. Like my kids are trilingual. I'm a, I was born in Russia, and I moved as a child. I grew up to Israel. I, was, I grew up in Israel. I moved to Israel as a child. Uh, and my wife is originally from the from Boston. So we have all the guys speak to my kids in, in Russian, and my wife speaks in English, and they usually answer us 
in Hebrew. <laughs> so, but I was fascinated to see how kids get uh, learn language. And so what happens when we, when we talk to them, we never, there's two things actually happens. We never correct them. We just keep talking back to them in a correct way. So that's, that's one thing. And another thing, we just keep talking. We never stop. We just keep talking and they repeat after us. And that's how they learn. So the, the idea behind Thinking Cap Spanish is to teach you foreign language, um, not the way uh, language is taught in, in school, but rather the way you would learn it at home while listening and repeating and, and talking. So again, the idea was to make some fun game. So we took a story where there's a little Red Riding Hood and the Gingerbread Man. And so we wrote, we write stories by ourselves. So the student, he's part of the story and the heroes, they talk and you repeat after them and they say, okay, now repeat after it, Little Red Riding Hood. And you repeat, okay, great, let's continue. And then happened, this thing happened and this thing happened. And again, so you, it's, I would call it interactive storytelling. So you become part of the story and without realizing you, you learn language. So that's the idea. Do you have any other skills in the works at this stage? No. So that's the two things, two skills. We're, that's enough, enough of work. That's really a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can imagine that. One of the things that's a challenge with the skills store is discovery. Is that a problem for you as a developer that you've put all this work into it and you need to tell people that it's out there and discovery is quite tough? Right, right. That's a... That's uh, you like pinpoint the real um, problem of the not problem challenge real challenge of the of any company how to bring product to the to the users how to to the customers. Uh, we actually created a very special relationship with Amazon, and we were very humbled and privileged that they recognized that what we built something is very special. So Thinking Cat Math was featured uh, on the first page of the Amazon store for a year. Just recently, they changed the story that it's not featured anymore. But for a year, we enjoyed this very privileged position of being featured by Amazon. Yeah, so we work with schools, we work with teachers. We're trying to find out. We are still far from being, uh, like, uh, at this point, both of our skills, they're free. So we're still not making any revenue. We're trying to figure out our business model and they're mostly spreading the word right now to get as many users as we can get and then figure out like how to build a sustainable company around the, around these products. Right. That was my next question because monetization, it seems to me, is one of Amazon's weaker points in terms of their skill store. Right. Uh, you know, you look at um, the Apple App Store, for example, or Google Play, and you've got in-app purchases and a very clear infrastructure for that. How will you monetize this and basically incentivize you to keep working on those skills? Right, that's a big challenge. Um, right now, uh, I, in ideal situation, would like to, since we're working with many teachers and we see how students enjoy the product. And by the way, before I answer this question, <laughs> I want to tell you that it's real. It's I never worked with uh, with blind and visually impaired popul- uh, population before. So that's my first encounter working with them, with this audience, and the level of satisfaction you get from working with this with these people is like unbelievable. I'll give you an example. We had we having this pilot with Perkins School for the Blind in Boston, and uh, 
they're using it with their, their students and uh, even now during the pandemic they use it in remote teaching so what the way we work uh, this pilot they send us recordings the kids work and then kids uh, give us some comments on the program how to the ideas improve it and then a teacher send it back to to us and we learn these recordings and improve the program so in one of the recordings a few months ago uh, like at the end of the recording, the girl who is working on this, she says something like, and thank you for building thinking cap math for us. <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, I have the, you know, I was like, no, no, thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you. It's really this. Uh, so, so when you get to this kind of relationship with your users, it's uh, like this unbelievable feeling. Uh, of course, now the question is how we make, build a sustainable company around it that would allow us to continue. In terms of what the Amazon platform has to offer, do you feel as a developer that you're able to do all that you want to do? Or are there areas where you feel that Amazon could add additional functionality to improve what you're doing further? When you work on platform like Amazon, like one of the amazing things that, that you use their tools, they improve tools all the time. This voice recognition, like we're working on it already for a few years on this project, and I see how the things improves. Uh, like the, you can't compare the level of um, recognition because many of our users that we know, we work with the blind community. Uh, so I, many of the students they have problems with pronunciation. They not only have the blindness; it's not the only problem. They also have other problems. So many of them have difficulties to pronounce the words correctly. So the level of recognitions of, rec of the Alexa that it recognizes the voice, it's uh, unbelievable. So the way that like you can compare what was two years ago and what, what, is not, what, what is now. So they always, because we build on top of their, uh, of their voice recognition thing. So we enjoy all this uh, latest developments they're doing. So that's a major thing. Many of our listeners have uh, Amazon devices, but also many of our listeners have Google Home type devices. Is this something that you can do on Google Home? Do they offer the infrastructure for you to do thinking cap math and Spanish there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's our plan to expand also to other platforms. At this point, we are uh, focusing on Alexa. Also because Alexa has something, uh, for example, we use many different voices when we build our stories. It has different characters, and if character, each character has, has its own voice. So Alexa has this um, possibility to use different voices, um, different uh, reactions, and uh, so something that Google Play still doesn't, uh, Google uh, Google Home still doesn't do, Google Assistant, so it doesn't do it yet. But in the future, yeah, absolutely, we are planning to expand to other platforms too. And that's Dr. Misha Faginson from Thinking Cap Innovations. Isn't it cool? that a great dad came up with an idea to benefit his kids and kids all around the world, including blind and low vision kids, are benefiting from that idea now as well. Let's have a look at these skills briefly. We won't show you all of them because it's a cool game to play and I don't want to spoil the fun for you, but we'll give you a bit of a demo to show you that these games are well and truly worth playing for kids of all ages. Now, if you are not a regular Mosin at Large listener, let me remind you that I have a special wake word for my Amazon Echo devices so as not to set your devices off. 
So don't try this at home. Let's start with thinking cap math, and we'll just take you through a couple of things relating to this skill. Soup drinker, enable thinking cap math. Okay, here's thinking cap math. All righty. Very speedy amoebas, it's good to see you back. Let's put our thinking caps on and get to work. So far, you have earned 10 points. Should we continue with addition with the number 20? No. Okay, then let's try something different. We can work on addition, subtraction, multiplication, or counting. What would you like? Multiplication. Sure, we can work on multiplication with numbers between 2 and 9. Which number do you choose? 9. Great, let's do it. We'll start our warm-up with the game math machine. In this game, you can earn up to 10 points. Let's see if you can be quick, efficient, and accurate like a machine, solving multiplication problems with the number 9. Let's begin. How much is 9 times 2? 18. Great. And 9 times 3? 27. Very good. 9 times 9? 81. 8 times 9? 72. And 9 times 4? 36. 9 times 10? 90. And finally, 6 times 9? 54. Monster Machine. You earned all 10 points, and your total score is now 20 points. You're unstoppable. Before we continue, here's a quick update from the Ministry of Thinking Caps. Thank you, Coach Fred, and hello, team. Here's the latest update. Currently, there are 16 very speedy amoebas playing at the championship. We wish you good luck. 16? I'm pretty certain one of them will try to stop us from winning the cup. Let's continue before they show up for the competition. In the second warm-up, we'll play a game called Find the Missing Multiplier. In this game, you can earn up to 12 points. What number would you multiply by 9 to get 81? 9. Right. And how many 9s are in the number 90? 10. Exactly. And how many 9s make the number 45? 5. Had to think about that. Very good. <laughs> I'll try and get one wrong. How many of 9 make 63? 8. 8? I'm not sure. Let's look at this again. What number would you multiply by 9 to get 63? 7. Yes. So that's what happens and how if many you nines get one wrong? go into 36? 4. Very nice. How many nines do you need to make the number 72? 8. Right on. And the last one, how much would you multiply 9 to get 27? 3. Perfecto. You multiplied numbers nicely and you earn 10 points. Your total score is now 30 points. Good job. You had great warm-ups. Hmm. 
I wonder when we are going to hear from the ministry about the competition. <coughs> oh, Miss Burping Snail, how do you do? Fred, darling, it's good to see you. <coughs> how is your cabbage? You mean my Brussels sprouts? They are good, thanks. That's nice. I brought you a letter from you know who. Really? Thank you so much. I didn't know the ministry started using snail mail again. Let's see what it <laughs> says. Huh? Aha! Let me update the team. Team, I have great news. Miss Burping Snail just brought us a letter from the Ministry of Thinking Caps. We have a golden opportunity. We are only three points behind very speedy amoebas from Colorado Springs, Colorado, who are playing in the championship right now. If we answer at least five questions correctly in the competition round, we'll win this match. This is our chance to jump ahead and gain 10 extra points. Let's do it. The challenge for today is a thinking cap story. In this part, you can earn up to 14 points. Let's get started. Once upon a time, there was a mighty King Melvin the Magnificent, who lived in a grand castle, fortified with nine mighty towers. Unfortunately, the monsters who lived nearby often bothered the mighty king with their silly tricks. <laughs> to protect the castle from the monsters, King Melvin the Magnificent regularly sent supplies to his knights. One summer day, giant spiders painted graffiti all over the walls. To clean up the mess, King Melvin the Magnificent sent barrels of soapy water to each of the nine towers. If he sent two barrels of soapy water to each tower, how many barrels of soapy water did he send in all? Stop. Would you like to end this session? Yes. Okay, thank you. So the really cool thing about this game is that it's just fun. And you can hear that we're getting into the story part of the game there. We've done the warm-ups, and I don't want to spoil the stories for everybody. But it engages you. It engages young people, keeps them interested. And the nice thing is that while you're having fun, you are learning valuable skills. So that's thinking cap math. Let's just take a brief look at their other skill, because, of course, you're free to explore this on your own. It's called thinking cap Spanish. Super drinker, open Thinking Cap Spanish. Welcome back to the enchanted forest of languages of Thinking Caps. Are you up for doing lesson number one again? Yes. Great, let's start. Lesson number one. Saludos y bienvenidos a la primera lección. Once upon a time, in the beautiful country of Spain, there was a dear little girl who was loved by everyone. Her grandmother had a little red riding hood made for her, and everyone in the village used to call her Caperucita Roja, or a name you might already know, Little Red Riding Hood. One day, the little girl set out to visit her grandmother, who lived in another village. In the same forest, lived a big bad wolf, whose name was as she was going through the woods, suddenly the wolf appeared beside her. La la la. Mamma mia. Hola caperucita roja. Hola lobo feroz. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? 
Muy bien. How do we say hello in Spanish? Repeat the word after the wolf. Don't worry, he won't bite. Hola. 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 Very good. The wolf, as you probably guess, was very wicked. So in a voice as friendly as he could muster, he asked the girl how she was. ¿Cómo estás? Let's repeat after the wolf. ¿Cómo estás? Stop. I think you just said stop, meaning you want to stop the program. I'll certainly be glad to see you back. Thank you. So as you can hear, it's starting to take you through very basic Spanish and it works its way up from lesson one in story form with a story that most kids will already know, Little Red Riding Hood. So they know what's coming and then they can start learning the Spanish as they move through the story. So those are the two skills from Thinking Cap Innovations, Thinking Cap Math and Thinking Cap Spanish. And to enable them on your Super Drinker device, just say Enable Thinking Cap Math or Enable Thinking Cap Spanish. To contribute to Mosin at Large, you can email Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com by writing something down or attaching an audio file. Or you can call our listener line. It's a US number, 864-60-MOSIN. That's 864-606-6736. Mosin at Large.